Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos, of course. It's Thursday, so it means it's time for our Thursday Trends episode. And my guest today is an attorney, but also has a, a second career as a popular TikToker. Uh, he was actually recommended by a, a listener of the show. So first and foremost, shout out to uh, to to Victor for for letting me know about this person because I really enjoyed his, uh, his his content. So without further ado, my guest today helped me break down some of these trending stories. Luis Osorio, how you feeling, my bro? I'm doing good, man. 
I, I like the uh, the Puerto Rico, uh, you know, gear that you're always always rocking, always always representing, which I love. Got to represent the island, especially with what's going on right now with the hurricane and stuff. So always nice oh, to man. create awareness. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And we'll we'll get into into all of that. And I also want to talk about how you have gotten so into TikTok at this point. So we'll we'll dive into a bunch of that stuff. But yeah. first and foremost, man, I, I wanna I wanna kind of do a bit of a of a deep dive into a few topics. I mean, it's obviously Hispanic Heritage Month. That's a bit of a loaded uh, word these days. So we'll, we'll talk a bit about that. Right. Um, we'll talk about, man, uh, uh, on a sad note, and, and sadly too too common these days, uh, another shooting in Texas. And this was involving a, a 12-year-old. I know that you had some content on gun found to be really interesting. So mm -hmm. I want to definitely get your, your, your take on that. Uh, we'll talk about... Uh, as you put it, the tangerine demon, Donald Trump. Tangerine uh, demon. <laughs> he, he can't seem to to keep his name out of the news. There's a new book that talks about uh, a lot of really wacky things that, that just confirm what a lot of us know. But specifically in this in this discussion of Greenland, which yep. uh, Puerto Rico somehow sadly got thrown into the mix as well. We'll talk about that. Um, and then on a, on a positive note for Army Hent, this segment will honor somebody from the community who's doing incredible work. So. Man, let's uh let's just start off with the deep dive in a a segment that we call for the people in the back. Say it louder for the people in the back. Let's start by talking about Hispanic Heritage Month, right? And and this has become, like I said, a bit of a loaded word, the word Hispanic. Um, I did a bit more of a deep dive on it last year uh, for anybody who hasn't checked out. Just kind of the history of the word Hispanic and, and some of the arguments that are being made on either side. Now, you have people, you know, uh, saying Latino is wrong, saying Latina, Latin Heritage Month, Latinx Heritage Month, right? All of the above. A lot of people get triggered by the word Latinx from our community as well. So um, let, let me just hear your your perspective on this conversation as a whole. And yeah. I guess kind of where you fall on on this. Yeah, I think, you know, inclusive is a is in, inclusive language is a problem for many uh, communities in the Latino or Latine or Latinx community. Mm -hmm. um, right. I have always been of the mindset that we should use words that make the most amount of people comfortable, you know. Sure. I have no problem using pronouns and using um, inclusive terminology because I see it as allyship. And I also think that it's important for the people um, to, to feel included. Um, it's a complex right. process. And a lot of people, especially people in my age bracket, including between 45, yeah. and 55, they are still not used to it. They're still used yeah. to their old ways. If anything, my daughter was the one that teached me a lot on these things because I myself didn't know a lot about it. And my daughter, mm -hmm. who's um, 18, was kind enough to educate me and on it and explain to me a lot of these things and why is it important um, mm. to include everybody in the conversation. Um, it's a very difficult topic because a lot of people still don't agree with it. They want to be called Latinos right. or they want, you know, I think it's an yeah. process that is going to take a long amount of time to evolve into what we really want it to be. Right, right, and I think what what you you started with was was great. The idea of inclusivity, right? Because I think so many people are, are like taking this shit personally, like it's an attack on everything they know about their culture. But 
it's it's just simply people wanting to feel a part of it and you know i don't want to get into like i said too much of the backstory because i've already gone through a deep dive of that but right. you know historically the the word hispanic leaves out certain countries right or or you know uh you know certain parts of latin america that may not speak spanish like our brazilian you know brothers and sisters where you know portuguese is the dominant uh language in that in that country right and and then obviously when it comes to gender pronouns and all of the above right um but i, I think you, you brought up a good point a lot of people oftentimes have a, a problem adapting to change uh i mean it's what we see with uh our buddies on the far right as well uh don't seem to want to accept change uh right. and and are doing anything to, oh, to yeah. fight against it but but yeah I, I appreciate people of of your generation having these kinds of conversations and i always appreciate when i have listeners who are you know of of uh, you know older age than I am, and, and tell me that they're learning things from me because I just think that that's the way it should be, right? We all have uh, something to to offer one another, and I don't think that this is an attack on our culture. It's just you know a way for us to maybe evolve into something uh, a little bit better. Yeah, not at all. I I think the problem is basically we were a lot of us were raised um, conservative, you know, and there's still a right, lot of people right. that hold those conservative views, and even those who have strayed away from it still have a little mm -hmm. bit of conservative um, views lingering underneath that they might not even be aware of. Um, right. And even I do, you know, I have a lot of uh, sure. macho bullshit and old dumb views that yeah. you have to slowly mm -hmm. get rid of. And, you know, it's a matter of self-improvement, but self-improvement is difficult. You know, it takes a, an amount yeah. of time to get there, but we still got to fight the good fight, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I think that's a perfect kind of segue into this next conversation, which is a bit more um you know serious but it's one that i wanted to talk to you about because i think the first video i saw from you was addressing the idea of gun reform and you were speaking about it from the perspective if i'm not mistaken of, of someone who is in fact a gun owner yourself right yeah i was a gun owner for a while and not only that i used to be an attorney for gun ownership in puerto rico i used to be mm. the one um i was a member of the nra i used to mm. um work because it because if I don't know if you know this or your viewers know this, but in Puerto Rico, there's not sure. a second amendment for gun ownership, right? In Puerto mm. Rico, is a privilege. So you have a privilege right. that is allowed to you by the courts for you to carry a concealed weapon in Puerto Rico. And you have to do it through mm. an attorney, and that attorney has to apply to the court, and you have to pay a bunch of fees. Now it's gotten a little mm. bit more streamlined, and now it's way easier than it used to be. But I used to be sure. an attorney who dealt with people getting ownership of firearms. But it evolved to something different because even though I was a believer in the Second Amendment, and I still am, I still think it should be highly regulated in the United States. Because the problem is that here we have a different, we have a microcosm of what is gun ownership and safe gun ownership in the United States that is wildly different mm -hmm. from any other country in the world. And although I mm -hmm. do think you have a right to preserve a firearm in your possession to protect your loved ones, they should be right. like regulated in a different manner because we also have a mental health problem in the United States that is completely unchecked. And no one is doing anything mm -hmm. about it. And my video was creating awareness and saying, look, I am a gun owner, but I think we need to go back to the table, sit down and have these conversations to see how we can all solve the problem because our children, right. our loved ones are the ones that their lives are being taken over something that we have the power to solve or to at least make it a little better. Right, right. No, I, I think those are all all great points. And I think are a great lesson, especially when you, you think about this story that I'm going to mention. Now, there was a, a shooting in Texas by a 12 year old. And and, uh, you know, this was apparently this, this, this girl had a murder pact with her her friend. And the plan was to both shoot their fathers and then run away, essentially. 
it's dark and, and you know, you speak to kind of a mental health crisis in this country. And I think a lot of that would probably fall under under that umbrella. But this 12 year old girl from Weatherford, Texas, you know, she was found wounded in the street from a self-inflicted gunshot wound after shooting her father in the stomach. And at this point, they don't have any updates on their conditions due to privacy and the police. Um, but both were airlifted to to local hospitals. And it's just another stark reminder of the carelessness of many gun owners in this country to the point that a, a 12 year old could gain access to to a, a, a weapon you know i think and it speaks to a lot of what you're talking about with we're just far too lax on this idea of gun ownership way too lax and you know gun owners will always say that it's a problem of people not a problem of guns but it's uh right. it's a double-edged sword because we have such readily easily access to guns and firearms in the united states that it's just too easy for a kid to get a gun and then just commit mayhem right you know we need to right. be better i am a gun owner i have my safe all my guns are in a safe at all times yeah. but the problem is that a lot of people don't take that, that practice into into fruition and it creates these types of situations that you can't come back from you know those lies are taken and they're gone mm. so we need to do better yeah no, I, I, that's a, a a great point. I mean, especially what always like pisses me off is that you see other countries doing certain things better than us, right? Yeah. Yet we we find it so hard to adapt things. I mean, healthcare is a whole other conversation, but yeah. um, you know, gun ownership. We've seen countries like New Zealand and and Japan have these really strict gun ownership laws, and it has like by far like night and day between what they had before as far as gun related violence and and now right so we've seen it work we know that making it harder uh you know it, it will will eliminate some of these crimes you know and especially and to your point the background checks like why are we fighting so hard against more you know serious background checks right especially when you you talk about what happened in like uvalde texas where that kid was able to buy the guns legally right yeah. and and when you pull up somebody like his jacket, like you usually do, there's there's reports of kids talking about him with, you know, certain behaviors or the schools being aware of certain things. And somehow we don't have a comprehensive system in 2022 that tracks all of that stuff on a serious way when we're talking about buying yeah. uh, something that has the ability to take somebody's life. It, it just seems so crazy to me. Yeah, we do not. We do not have uh, safety measures in place to regulate this in a, in a cohesive manner. And the problem is that yeah. the gun culture in the United States is uh, deeply rooted in the American psyche. It's very different from anywhere mm. all over the world because um, people cling to the Constitution like it's written in stone, like it's the Book of, right. the book of Mormon, you know? And they're like, well, <laughs> constitutional right. I'm like the constitution were, was written by men who didn't have you know Teslas running around and machine guns. Right. And their knowledge at that time was so limited that they did what they yeah. could with what they have, but they never you know thought about or could fathom the amount of firearms and weapons and complicated um, machinery that we have right now that can cost death in a massive amount on a larger scale, and. People need to understand that we need to temper things to the ways that things are right now. But, you know, mm. unfortunately, they don't want to. And that's why Roe v. Wade, you know, got overturned. It's, yeah. We want to go back to these old ways or stay in these old ways of thinking that are not progressive and that are not sensible to the needs of the present humankind. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, and I love hearing that from you as an attorney, because I know, you know, in law school, you're, you're studying the Constitution, right? You're studying these really... Uh, sometimes old, like really generationally old cases, right, that have set the precedent for for the current state of affairs. I mean, my, my girlfriend's in law school right now. So uh, by proxy, I feel like I've been 
uh, like a, a student myself, but you know, you're going to study with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have no choice. But you, I, ha I have to, you know what I mean? You're going to hear Marbury versus Madison and the people. That you're right. that it's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> oh, for, for sure. It already has. It already has. But ble blessings to her. She's in her last year. But, uh, but man, I think for you as an attorney, you're taught to like value the Constitution, right? And the law of the land and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it, it's refreshing to hear that perspective of like, yeah, but this shit was written by a bunch of old white men in a time that was far different than now. And we probably should be far more open to, to changing. Absolutely. And then and we have to even laws that are present, we have to think mm. ahead of our own time and think what is the possibility mm. of these things staying the same way. But the problem is that people are just, you know, it's the make America great again slogan. You know, people want to step right. back and go back to the way things were used to, you know, with, yeah. with slave ownership and racism and segregation and militias. Right. And, you know, people have a skewed view of what America should be. And unfortunately, right. half of the population, well, I don't want to say half, maybe a third of the population of the United States doesn't want yeah. things to change and they're offering this very heavy resistance to looking at things with a different lens. You know, it happens yeah. and I understand it, but at the same time, we're only harming our children because I'm not going to be here in right. years. They're the ones who are going to mm -hmm. inherit this goddamn mess. If we don't fix it now, then they'll yeah. have a harder time. Right, right. And and actually, maybe I could I could get your take because it's something that doesn't make sense to me, but you mentioned Roe v. Wade. Yeah. To me, what, wouldn't that blatantly violate the idea of that we're supposed to have you know separation of church and state right because you the supreme court is like these highly uh you know christian conservatives that are mm -hmm. the ones responsible for for making this move how is that not an obvious argument or how does that go overlooked when this is very obviously uh, a religious battle essentially correct well because they don't want separation of church and state they they say mm -hmm. legally it should be implemented but you have to understand something that the right wing movement and Republicans in the United States are the most hypocritical group that has ever existed. It's all about sure. convenience for them. You know, they'll tell you, well, mm -hmm. this is protected by the Second Amendment, but this right. we can have opinions and we can change it. And we <laughs> yeah. Lens. Whereas the privacy rights is explicitly, explicitly included in the 13th Amendment. It's all there. The problem is mm -hmm. that they want to see things the way they want to see it. You know, so it's all right. a little bit of a Cash-22 mindfuck games where they adjust things as they see fit. If you read the decision of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I read the entire thing. I have it on my computer. It's like 100 pages. Um, mm -hmm. They all say the same thing. All six judges, they're like, well, the interpretation of Roe v. Wade was erroneous, which it was mm -hmm. not. Roe v. Wade is one of the most clearly legal um, documents you can when you read it it makes sense and them say right. well no it was interpreted incorrectly and you read the arguments of why you can clearly see that it's it comes from a biased religious uh background you know it's very odd mm -hmm. and it's also yeah. by men who are not affected by it you know with right. the exception right. of amy cohen barrett who has internalized misogyny and that's an entirely different conversation but <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, they want to play these games and interpret things the way they want when it's convenient to them. When it's not, they right. the script and then the Constitution is the all-powerful book. It's just dumb. It's right. running games for them, you know, and we have to battle it. Right. You know, and name more judges that are more liberal and that have different views. Luckily, we got Ketanji Jackson in there and that's going to make good change yep. and good policy change. But it takes time and effort. 
Right, right. No, and, I, and that's a, a great point that the hypocrisy, because they want less government, but then they want the government to tell a woman what she can or can't do with her body. Right. So like it, it makes no sense uh, at all. It's ridiculous, you know, and we have to like think also, you know, how long are we going to let this ride? Because the problem is mm. that the more and, and, you know, it's also on the Democrats, to be honest, because they had a chance. Sure. They had a chance to codify all this stuff, but they sat yes. on it and they didn't do it. Because they were more right. busy passing other laws that were more priority than this. And then when the truck came and hit them in the back, they were like, oh, yep, I forgot about this little tidbit. But they did it, right. had it at, as, for a long time in front of them and they just sat on it. Now they're scrambling, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a sense of right. But they never thought about it. This problem could have been solved a long time ago and they didn't do it. So. Right, right. Yeah, I, I love that you you brought up that contrast because, yeah, the, the Democrats shit the bet on that. You know, they're the Democrats have proven to be terrible at offense and then they just end up having to play defense all the time because they didn't take advantage when they could. That is a enough. fantastic uh, way of putting it. I never thought about it this, that yeah. way, but it is <laughs> poor, poor offense versus adequate defense. Yeah, it's a great way to put, right. always wait for the problem to, you know, hit, get it right. Yeah. It, and then all of a sudden they're fucking inspired to do work and do something for the people. It's like. It's 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 so frustrating. Yeah, I'm loving the the conversation. I think now is a good time though to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 enespañolcom Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. 
For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, we are back. And Donald Trump, the, the tangerine demon. Yeah, the tangerine demon. This new book that's being reported from, from one of his, his insiders and just literally like it's at this point, we know the fuckery that went on there, but it never ceases to amaze me the level of like depth of it. You know what I mean? And like the the fear that his people had of like this guy literally might get us in a war with multiple countries before he leaves office, you know? Yeah, or if he comes back, hopefully not, but. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even even worse at that point. But because at that point, he's he's, uh, you know, impenetrable. Right. Um, yep. You know, but but this specific thing as it pertains to Greenland and then the implications that had been reported a while ago about him talking about not only wanting to to get Greenland, but then potentially trade the island of Puerto Rico uh, following the hurricane for this. And and now it's being reported that this conversation was actually far more serious than we even thought it was. Um, yeah. and, and to the point that, that he actually had his national security advisor acting as like a correspondent between the U S and the Danish government. And that essentially 
that the talks stopped when this became public and it was just terrible press and and that's sort of what what killed this this conversation mm-hmm. and this is incredibly triggering on on so many levels i mean as a human being the the lack of humanity to see the people of puerto rico especially given what they just went through with hurricane maria and then just thinking hey let's just dump them off on on somebody else and ignore the fact that they are american citizens in need and then b it brings up the elephant in the room of like no matter how much you know many puerto ricans think that they're doing their own thing they're at the beck and call of what the United States government decides what they can or can't do. Always. And that's really fucking scary. Always, always has been, always will be, it looks like. Because yeah. it, it, the problem is, I should write a book that, that is called The Puerto Rico Problem. Because it's really a Yeah, let's break it down. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a situation. That, the Greenland thing, let's start by the first one that you address about the Greenland. It's yeah. never going to happen. Right. You know, the, the first thing we need to understand is Puerto Rico is a commodity of the United States of America. Right. It's like coffee mm-hmm. and it's like any other commodity, right? Yeah. The difference is that they'll never trade it, but they keep getting money from it in perpetuity. Sure. It's perfect for them, but they don't have to give us all the rights that U.S. citizens have. Yeah. They don't have to give us all the money that we are entitled to. Right. They don't have to give us all the help that we need. Sure. All they have to, all they have to do is keep us cl- like closely fed enough to where we won't hate them Right. But bamboo enough to where we will stay there like a rabbit mm-hmm. in a magic trick inside a hat. Right. 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 Not moving, not reacting, just kind of waiting for the magic trick to end. And then we watch rinse, repeat and do it all over again. Sure. We are a territory and a colony of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. They do with us as they please. Sure. And the problem is that it seems that it will never go away yeah. because Puerto Ricans cannot get to a point where we all agree on the same thing. Right. Either we get to the point where we are an independent and sovereign nation mm-hmm. or we get to the point where we become a state of the United States with all of the rights of normal U.S. citizens. Right. right. Where we get vote, we get representation for the president in our own land and we get all the benefits that are entitled to us as U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we still have this stupid Commonwealth lingering on us, which is a colony. Right. right. And people, a lot of those, like 48 percent of us still gravitate to that bullshit yeah. because we never knew better. Right. Right. My mother, who was a PPD, she was a popular and supported the Commonwealth, said, well, you never know anything better. Why are you looking for something different? And I'm like, that's Mm. precisely why. Because what we have right now is not working. And you keep insisting on the same thing working when it doesn't over and over again. And that's the definition of being nuts. Right. But we have to think outside the box. This thing that happened with the hurricane just now is a prime example of it. We have a bar Mm -hmm. with a non-U.S. flag sitting Sitting in the middle of the fucking ocean with all the uh, diesel that we might need. Yep. But we can't let it in because we have the Jones Act strangling us saying, yep. oh, well, if it doesn't have a U.S. flag, it can't go in. When the planet wants to help us, right. the United States so-called on us saying, no, yeah. you'll get help when I want, how I want. Mm-hmm. It's a tragedy. We are truly a colony of the United States. Probably one of the last colonies on the planet. Right. But we're stuck there with no end in sight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah, you're hitting on, on a lot of shit. I mean, the, to me, we already know the fucked up colonial mindset of the United States, right? It's 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 there. It's plain to see. We we've seen the language that we are of an alien race, you know, is how they've described us, you know, historically and, and things of that nature. We've seen that, you know, we are not funded the same way. Even the poorest state in this country is when it comes to things like healthcare, care um, and 
And there was a report recently on that infrastructure of the healthcare system in Puerto Rico and just the lack of, of doctors that are available for, for patients that are in need. It's a scary, oh, yeah. scary thing. What you just said uh, that I want to reiterate, there's literally a fucking ship with supplies that people need that are you know going through devastation and they can't even deliver it to them because of nonsensical paperwork. Um, you know, and outside of the U.S. bullshit, I feel like this is a safe space from one Puerto Rican to another. Uh, I'm always very careful about how I word these things, but the Puerto Rican government also isn't doing us any fucking favors, and neither are the the people yeah. to your to your point because they're just fighting in circles and not recognizing what the fuck is going on, right? And I think there's a bit of a generational war happening right now in Puerto Rico between the young generation who is you know out there in the streets protesting and wants that independence, and the older generation that still is like being sold the beauty of what would what would happen if Puerto Rico was a state that they would all just be rolling in money and, and you know, uh, brand new cars and jobs and all these opportunities. Right. Um, what do you say to what you see going on in Puerto Rico? I've heard you talk about the corrupt government and things like that. I'd like to kind of address also how Puerto Rico itself is a bit shooting itself in the foot, essentially. Yeah, but listen, we have to also be fair on these things because mm. it's like Nelson Dennis, the author of War on All Puerto Ricans. Yep. You know, we're estamos administrando la colonia. We're administering the colony, right? Sure, sure. A lot of people ask me all the time on TikTok, oh, Luisito, you should go back and you should run and you will win. And I'm like, listen, probably. Who knows? I might even win, but here's the problem. Yeah. You're giving me, you're giving me like a gigantic, like shit situation. Right. And tell me, okay, do the best that you can right, with what right, you right. have with this shit. It's like you're giving me a house right. with, you know, no electricity, no running water. <laughs> Oh, make this a BNB. I'm like, okay, right. right. Like, why are you? But the problem is that we cannot administer the colony. I always tell people the exact same answer when they tell me to run from Puerto Rico. I tell, yeah. I tell them, I'll run for governor if it's independent or if it's a state, right? Because if it's independent, I can negotiate trade deals with a bunch of other countries, and if it's a uh, uh, a state, then I have representation and I can vote against or in favor of Republicans or sure, Democrats. Sure. I have. 3.5 million people that can back me up to vote for the president and have power to wield. Right. But if I am administering the Estado Libre Social or the or the colony, yeah, we are all screwed. This is like a zero sum game because there's right. always somebody who's and somebody's going to win, and it's always going to be the United States who's going to win. Sure, because we have no power. How are you going to administer with no power in hand? Mm. You're just basically taking a job for four years and then getting some money out of it and then right. leave. Right. That's all that they're doing, and for them. For the politicians, it's very lucrative because yeah. there's really never going to be no true change. It's just a matter of getting paid and getting mm -hmm. the checks from their diet, from their uh, traveling around the island and getting money for food. It's just it's a zero-sum game. It's, it doesn't make any sense. That's why corruption in Puerto Rico is happening is because it's a perfect recipe for it. Mm. You can't leave a fruit in the middle of a table and then come two months later and look at it and be like, oh, why is it wrong? <laughs> sure. well, you didn't put it in a fucking fridge. You didn't right. put it in a Tupperware. You just let it sit there right. waiting for something miraculous to happen. It's very yeah. easy to blame people for mm -hmm. not doing their best when you're not giving them the adequate tools to do so. Right, right. I, I think that, that that is a fair fair point. I guess for me, as a human being, it hurts my heart to see people like Wanda Vasquez fucking like the, you took over in such dire circumstances and then you just decided that you would still you know, take advantage of the people and, and line your fucking pockets as, instead of just being, a, and you're Puerto Horrible. Rican. Like, like, think about it. Like, as an American, we're all coming from different places, but as a Puerto yeah. Rican, you're from the fucking island. You're there. You were one of the people raised there. You understand the 
how how dire certain circumstances are there and you're still like okay with robbing them blind for me that's what really pisses me off uh you know first and foremost with, with a lot of the corruption that i see there it's like you are one of the people in the most real way possible unlike any other politician in the united states yeah no doubt it's tragic what some of puerto ricans that are people that live and were born in our island and mm -hmm. moving to the island itself there's right. no hiding that the problem is that the people who are honest and want to fix the island don't want to run <laughs> you know it's people like me like if i were there i would probably you know but the problem is again the people that are honest don't want to take the the, the problem and make it their own this is too right. much right. i will grow like gray hair all over and fucking go crazy because right. there's so much to fix with no help from the U.S. Mm -hmm. And then who are you going to put in that is of your confidence that you can trust? Sure. Where right now, there's so many people that are desperate that are just going to take the easy route and just steal money. Right. It's terrible. Yeah. It's right. a very tragic. This, the one of Oscar situation is one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Because she had power and she had the money and she still wanted more. Greed is a motherfucker. Uh, last thing I want to I wanna touch on when it comes to Puerto Rico, because I, I, I saw this on your TikTok. Um, and it was a viral thing in general. The gentrifiers of Puerto Rico running with their oh. tails between their legs when the hurricane was was hitting. And to me, this this should seem like a very cut and dry, like fucking thing for anybody watching. Like, yeah, these people are coming to the island, not contributing anything, but reaping all the benefits. But when I post shit about it, I still get people arguing back and forth about like, well, what are you what's wrong with it? These people are contributing to the local economy when they come over there and, and all they that don't. kind of stuff. Right. Break it down a bit for us. They don't because it, it, you're looking at it in a microcosm of the one percent. The one it, people need to understand a lot of things when it comes to the economy. Number one, the one percent doesn't contribute to the entire economy. Right. When one person buys a Ferrari in Puerto Rico, that person is not contributing to the economy of Puerto sure, Rico. Sure. It just contributed to the people that sell eighty dollars steaks and $350,000 cars. Mm. The people that contribute to the economy is the middle class, which yes. comprises like 60% of the population. Well, not even that, because now half of the population of Puerto Rico is under poverty guidelines. Mm. Maybe like a 45% com comprise the, the middle class in Puerto Rico. Sure. But what happens where you're giving, the problem is that the Reagan, man, the Reagan mindset of the trickle-down economics. Mm. We're going to give rich people uh, tax benefits so they don't pay any taxes they cut on puerto rico they employ three people right. they invest in the island and then everything is going to be fixed that is right. a lie because number one the people that are coming in those jobs that they're employing are not high paying jobs right they're mostly cl people that clean up the house or somebody that runs errands for the millionaires that right. goes to the detox so they don't have to do that fucking line yep. and then they pay them like 60 dollars a day yeah. that is you're not stimulating the economy and then on top of that, you're buying property from Puerto Ricans. You're marking it up, yep. BNB in it at a yep. higher price, and then you're gentrifying in real time because you're taking pure communities, yep. turning it into rich communities, kicking those poor people out, yep. and making it so that only rich people can afford it. Right. It's literally gentrifying. It's like there's no right. hiding it. <laughs> there's no. It's not fucking complicated. Right. And then they they say the same shit. I come, people come in my feet. Well, it's Puerto Ricans passing the law. Yeah, it's Puerto Ricans passing the law because the Puerto Ricans that are passing the law are politicians who are benefiting yeah. from it because these millionaires are donating to their campaigns. Exactly. It makes complete fucking sense for them, but it doesn't right. make sense for the people of Puerto Rico. Yeah. And what's going to happen is eventually that the Puerto Ricans that live in the island are, are no more. Right. And then when you go to the island in 20 years, it's going to be just Americans. Yeah, Listen, Hawaii. Dude, I went to Culebra. Culebra. I was there with Amy like six months ago. Yeah. 
I went to three places, a pizzeria, a joint where they sell capurias, and something else. I think it was like a rental shop for gear for school. Yeah. And there were, I went to, hey, I'm going to capuria. Oh, sí. I'm sorry. I don't speak Spanish. I'm like, <laughs> a culebra. Bro, I'm in fucking like, I'm in, I'm in like, like Twilight Zone. Is this like Black Mirror? <laughs> I am in like fucking Puerto Rico, my island. Right. And right. you don't, you can't speak in my own language. For, for, for context for anybody, you're talking about Culebra, which is one of the, a small island off of Puerto Rico, which historically, my, when I was growing up, it was fucking difficult to get to Culebra or Vieques because the ferry system, you had to get there like fucking five in the morning, all this stuff. So it the, is. Fact that, the, the fact that th that it's like gentrified to the point that there are people not speaking Spanish is fucking mind blowing. Insane, dude. Same thing with the fucking when I went to the panaderia. Oh, mm. I'm sorry. There was this like like American dude, only yeah. English. And I'm like, wow, this is like a microcosm of what's going to happen in the entire island in a yeah. few years if we keep selling properly like this. Yeah. And it's getting more expensive to be there. But that's not the worst part. You know what the worst part is? Mm. That the people of Puerto Rico, people that have lived there their entire life, do not get that benefit. Right. What right. does that say about us? That with the people that we let the yeah. island colonize it like years ago, 100 yeah. years ago or whatever time, and then they drain it of their resources, took yeah. all that money, became rich, yeah. left the island to their own demise, yeah. now come back 100 years later when it's all fucked up and do it again. Right. What's right. repeat? Now we're going to take over again and we're going to get the taxes again and we're going to buy from you again and we're going to gentrify it again. I'm like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. This is literally lightning destroying the same place twice. Right. Well, it, well, to your point, it shows you that, yeah, they, they're not allowing Puerto Ricans to, to take advantage of it because they want that white dollar. They, they're right. That, like the colonial mindset of the white skin tone being superior is at work there. And even uh, the Puerto Ricans in, in power there would prefer that, which is the fucking scary thing um, about it. And, yep. and to your point, when it comes to contributing to the local economy, Many of these guys live in fucking gated communities like Dorado, where they literally don't even have to leave to go fucking food shopping, right? It's all right there inside of the community. They don't have to leave those walls and interact with the local Puerto Ricans. So that's what I think a lot and of they're people not are contributing. They're not contributing anything because right. when the hurricane hit, what yeah. happened? Mm -hmm. They all fucking left. Right. I'm like, well, I thought you were Puerto Rican. You, right. you, you show up on camera all the time on fucking YouTube. I'm right. Puerto Rico. Right. Puerto Rican. Well, you're so fucking Puerto Rican. <laughs> then do Puerto Rican shit. Right. Go and help people out. Yes. And then people were coming in my comments. Were, were coming. Oh, well, you're a hypocrite because you left. Yeah, I left because they fucking destroyed the island and I had no choice because I couldn't make a buck. Hmm. But if you give me a tax break, I'll yep. go back if For I sure. pay no taxes. But no, I don't get that. They do. And that's the difference. Yep. I left because I had no fucking choice. Yeah, they came back because they have all the choices in the world that we're giving to them because of yep. privilege. There's yep. a fucking difference and people don't see it. Yeah, but they don't care. The law says they have to be there 186 days. That's it. Right. They won't be there a day. And not even that, because we're vacation and right. special concessions by the law that gives uh -huh. them like 14 days where they can leave right. in case there's a fucking emergency declared by FEMA, which just happened. Right. They, they leave. They don't give yeah. a shit. They just want to get their breaks, yep. drink pina coladas, get, get drunk and enjoy yep. the sun. That's all they right. can do. Yeah, and that's if if the government is even keeping a real eye on them to make sure they're upholding that that standard, which we've they seen don't. right has been an issue. Uh, man, so I I loved having that that talk with you. I hope it was eye opening for for a lot of people. Now we've gotten the bullshit out of the way. We've gotten some of the the heavier topics. I want to move on to something positive and and celebrate somebody from our community who's being honored and doing yes. amazing things um, in our Mijente segment. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, 
and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcast. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, so like I said, we talked about a lot of the nonsense. Uh, we we got some shit off our chest today. Let let's talk about a, a highlight from from our culture right now. Uh, Bad Bunny, right? Who has been a really just incredible representative for Latinos, not just Puerto Ricans, but Latin culture as a whole, and of course, as Puerto Ricans, a very special place in all of our hearts. But he he's having a really cool thing happen. Uh, you know, I mean, shit, he's doing everything. But San Diego State University is actually offering a class on Bad Bunny, which is incredible and and even cooler when you th- when they break down what the class will talk about, right? So students at SDSU will be able to delve deeper into his influence in the world of music, politics, fashion, and culture, and explore his contributions to changing norms of masculinity as well as how. Puerto Rico is perceived to the rest of the world. And you have to give big, a big shout out to the professor, uh, Dr. Nathan Shea Rodriguez, who actually also taught a class about Selena before that um, and, and chose Bad Bunny this year because of his undeniable impact on, on Latin culture, they, they're saying. So, man, you see this, that the, I'm sure this popped up on your, your timeline somewhere. How, how do you feel seeing this happen? I think it's fantastic. I think it's awesome. I, I think Bad Bunny, it's ironic because he has a lot of haters, right? Sure. A lot of people who think they are from the Alta Cunha, right? Who think they're fancy in Puerto Rico and Bad Bunny is like coffee. That's bad. Right, that's, you know, right. <laughs> but people don't understand how much of an impact and how much um, of our culture is exposed out there for the world to see. Right. Whereas if Bad Bunny didn't exist, a lot of people wouldn't even know where Puerto Rico is when you right. think about it. Right. And now when people see me, I went to Colombia recently. I was in, in uh, uh, Medellin and they were like, oh, Bad Bunny. And they were like, you know, they, they saw my hat and they immediately thought Bad Bunny. So right, it's, it's right. cool that at least they can place me, yeah. you know, and he's putting us out in the map. But there's also a lot of stuff that we can learn from him in terms sure. of our culture. When he said, Dando Vuelta por Condado, I'm like, people yeah. don't know what it's like. Right. Dando Vuelta por Condado, like, unless you lived in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And then I talked to Americans. and He's like, no, there's a place that's tourist. And we used right. to go when we were and roam around in our cars. Right. We're like, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And to see Americans faces light up knowing these things that they didn't know and knowing yeah. what he means, yeah. I think it's something really cool because it, it's, it hits close to my home, you know? Right, right. Uh, I think it's fantastic that they're teaching that. And I hope that a lot of Americans that have never been in Puerto Rico even can learn from, it, you know? Yeah. And I, I love that it's deeper than just music that they're talking about, all the other contributions and conversations that he has. And I think, yeah, a Bad Bunny is incredible to me because he's a a picture of what it means to be authentically yourself and and how the world can embrace you for being authentically you. I mean, Bad Bunny is the biggest artist in the world and those numbers that he's doing are not just Spanish-speaking people. It's also white Americans who don't understand what he's saying but feel the music somehow, some way, right? And that's it particularly impactful because I, I love that he also stuck so true to his culture because if you know, like historically, many Latin singers to kind of cross over to white audiences had to start singing in English, right? Uh, Selena, Mark Anthony, right? They all had to make 
an English album in order to find success. And Bad Bunny is finding more success than than all of them, you know, uh, during their heyday. And he's doing it in his native tongue, which I think is is so incredible that he like stuck to his guns like that. The first Latino to ever get a Grammy in his own fucking language. Mm. Yep. Benito, yep. the only one. I remember watching the movie Selena. Mm-hmm. How much her dad insisted you have to transform, you have to English and blah blah blah. And right. Benito's like, I'm gonna yeah. do me. Yeah. And eventually they'll see it. And he was right. And that is impressive. Right. Impressive. Not yeah. to talk to the fact that he's also <clears throat> eliminating misogyny, eliminating yes. stupid macho tropes mm-hmm. of gender norms, yep. eliminating all these phobias. Mm-hmm. And uh, being open to the LGBT community and yes. bringing everyone together. What he is doing is beautiful for the youth of Puerto Rico. But you right. always have these two conservatives right. that have their way to, you know, that's yep. whatever. We always will have that. But you know what? He is opening the door to this new generation. Think of how many people that were trans lost mm. their lives in Puerto Rico because right. of this phobia. Yeah. And he is like, no, let's change that. Let's be inclusive. Let's love everyone. Right. And also, he's the ultimate philanthropist. Yeah. You know, he's using his power with Bianca Gralau to create this amazing documentary. Yes. yes. Um, to yep. create awareness of what's happening in Puerto Rico with gentrification, right. with um, our relationship with the United States, with hurricane. Mm-hmm. He helped take out a governor with Residente. Right. right. Where no one wanted to do shit. And he hopped up in a, in a fucking caravan and said, no, yeah. this is our island. He You're left not going to disrespect the people of Puerto Rico. He was in the, the middle of like a, amazing. bro. He was in the middle of a European tour, and, and like was like, "Sorry, got, we have to postpone it. I'm flying back to Puerto Rico." Like that's huge. Yes, people forget the true idols of the island. Felix uh-huh. Trinidad, when he spoke yes. about Vieques and the bombings. Yes, Benito is that new generation who's doing the same. Yep. and we owe a lot to him and yeah. to Residente René. Yep. We, you know, these people are bringing awareness to our island better than the politicians who are dressed <laughs> in the god are doing. Yep. Yep. No, that that that's a fact. And I, I'm glad we got to talk about that because I think a lot of people think it's all hype, but it's not. It, it, it's really somebody like firing on all cylinders. His art is amazing, but then also recognizing the power that he has and using it for the good of people, I think, is is incredible, you know. Um, and, and I think you're you're doing the same thing with your your TikTok. So I want to dive into that a little bit, man, because well, I don't, <laughs> listen, I don't know. I'm still... <laughs> 300 going strong, but we'll right, see. Right. Listen, man, I, I think you're, you're having a lot of really good conversations. And, and it's obviously, like like I said, somebody told me about you. So you're having that impact, which is amazing. Um, Obviously, you're not of the TikTok generation. Shit, I'm not of the TikTok generation. How does this whole thing happen where it becomes such a big part of your life? Listen, dude, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went in. Listen, it's been not even a year because when I did my first video, I was talking to Amy the other day because we were in Seattle and I got yeah. bored. I, yeah. I was she was doing something else in Seattle that visiting family or something. I was at the yeah. hotel alone right. and I saw this TikTok and I used to browse it um, because my daughter was like, "Hey, you should check out TikTok. I think you like it. There's a lot of weird stuff." And I started looking at videos of cats and shit. Right, right. It's kind of cool. There's a squirrel surfing. It was right. <laughs> but one day I put a video and I'm like, "Let me just put something out there that I have to say and see how." And, you know, whatever. If two right. people see it or a hundred, yeah. and I put this something about Puerto Rico and twenty thousand, like, mm. that's weird. Yeah, and I did like another one on something I thought about women and yeah. misogyny. It was like thirty thousand. Like, yeah, Whoa. and then it went from like 
10,000 people following me in the first month. I was like, whoa, I got 10,000 followers. This is yeah. strange. Then it went to like 20. Then in mm -hmm. two months, it was like 50. Wow. Six months, 100. I was like, I mean, it's not even a year yet. And I saw 300. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is. And I talk to people who have been on TikTok for two, three years. They have 50,000 followers. Right. So right. honestly, something is resonating yeah, where people want to hear my messages. I try to make it about fun. Yeah. About roasting. Because I, <laughs> I tell people, I'm a roaster in nature. If you put <laughs> stupid shit on my page, I'm going right. to roast. Right. It's what I, do and I like it. Because I think we take in enough insults. Sure. And now it's time to pay the insults back. And I do right. it in a way. And I enjoy it. Yeah. But, if people like it, I, as what I said in my last 300 uh, tribute, if people like it, I'm going to keep doing it. And so far it's worked. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's, it's beautiful, especially as a, as a person of color. You know what I mean? Because it's like there aren't many platforms or people we can kind of look to, you know, uh, at least not in the same regularity that we know, like all the fucking white political pundits that are famous out there, you know, be it on social media or, or on the regular media, you know, and, and media, I was doing a, a talk the other day and I looked up a stat where it was like the, the, you know, entertainment industry, specifically media had like the worst rate of, of Latin representation, like behind or in front of the camera. Like it was like the industry had the worst diversity of any other industry. Yet this is the one that literally fucking sets the mindset of everybody in this country, essentially in some sort of way, it sets the beauty standards, right? It, it sets uh, how we think about things in politics or, or our opinion on popular culture, yet we don't have that representation. That's why I think things like TikTok are incredible. I mean, as, as, as many downsides as it has, it also empowers creators and it empowers voices that otherwise would have been silenced by mainstream media. And I think that that's why you're seeing that reaction because you're putting something out there that many people were thirsting for, but shit didn't have anywhere to go to. You know what I mean? So I think that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. I appreciate your, your beautiful and kind words. And I also see people approach me on the street, which is weird. They're like, Oh my God, what you're doing is important. Like mm. I have people in New York when I was there, people yeah. in other states, people from other countries, New Zealand, like mm. England. I had a guy the other day in Cambodia. I'm like, Cambodia. Wow. Listening to my ass. <laughs> it's just so strange that there's these people all over the world that I'm impacting, but especially in the Latin American community, which I yep. think is cool. I have a lot of Mexicans following me, people from Guatemala, from mm. everywhere, Brazil, yeah. Argentina. And it's really cool because they're like, oh, my God, you're giving us a voice so that people can see. Yeah. We're all not we're not all like this box of people that, yep. oh, I work in construction. No. There's yeah. the lawyers, there's astronauts, there's yep. people in entertainment, yep. there's people in whatever, in construction, there's everything, everything. We do a lot of things. We're not just this tiny group of people who just do this. Right. And I think it's cool that we gave that exposure out and mm -hmm. that I helped promote it. And there's a lot of other good content creators like yeah. Dean Wurtas and Just So Jolie. Yep. There's, um, you know, so many good people that are putting uh, a good representation of our island and our Latino community out there. And I just try to, you know, boost other people and help everybody out. And at the same time, create awareness and education on sure. our island and where mm -hmm. we come from and what we do and what is happening. I think it's important as well. And no, I feel very yeah. proud that I can do that, even if it's in a small scale or a large scale. Hopefully I'll keep growing and keep creating more awareness. I want to get into politics and helping politicians now hmm. and push agendas that favor the uh, impact the Latino community as well. So hopefully we'll yeah. see what that, I love that goal because it's it's uh it's much needed because many Democrats were uh somehow fucking shocked when they realized that not all Latinos vote exactly the same way in this last election. I, news to them, we're we're like it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. <laughs> Hopefully but, the numbers will go down as I keep roasting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we can only hope. What uh, where can people follow you? Anybody listening that that doesn't follow you on TikTok yet? What uh, what's your handle? They can my uh, TikTok handle is basically my my uh, it's Luisito or it's Luisitorio, Luisito R I O seven eight seven, the old area code for Puerto Rico, Luisitorio siete ocho siete. Um, and in that account, I also have an alternate account, Gusarapo, which mm. you can see in case they ban me, man. I'm so glad that we got to to connect, dude. And uh, I I was telling you, I think I told you, I was trying to reach out to you for a minute and I couldn't find your info. And randomly, you started following me. So it was just kind of like the universe uh, put us together. But I, I really appreciate yeah. the conversation, my bro. We definitely got to do this again and then hopefully collab on something. I love what you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite and for uh, letting me um, hang out with you for a little bit. And if you ever want to do this again, let me know. I always like to, I think TikTok, com, uh, you know, it compresses you into three minutes, but I right. think these podcasts way because you can amplify so much more on the topics and sure. people get a sense of who you really are. So Absolutely. I appreciate that. But yeah, good luck on your on your show. Keep pushing um, all this wonderful information that you got. And if you ever want to do it again, let me know. You got a friend out here in Colorado. Oh, thank you, my bro. I appreciate that. You have a good one. Man, big shout out to Luis for hopping on the show. Always appreciate hearing, you know, educated people from our community having really important conversations like he's doing on TikTok. Big shout out once again to Victor for connecting us. And that's why you should just, you know, DM me your feedback. This is an open, uh, you know, communication source. This isn't just my show, but I want to hear what, you know, y'all think and, and what you want to talk about and people you might want to see or, or hear me talk to. So always at DJ Dramos. If you want to connect in that way. And speaking of real quick, we're going to hear hear y'all's voice for the first time here on season two. Get your take on one of these topics we've been talking about in a segment we call Ask a Gringo. Ask a Gringo. Uh, I have a question. All right. So anybody new here for uh, for man for season two of, of Life as a Gringo, I allow y'all to be a part of the conversation because, again, this show is just as much about you as it is me. So at DJ Dramos on Instagram, if you want to be part of these conversations, and we'll, we'll make this quick because this episode is running a little bit long. But let me see. I, I asked y'all in regards to Bad Bunny's uh, you know, class at San Diego State University, I asked y'all simply, who would you want to take a class on and why? Now, first one, uh, it, it sounds only fitting, uh, and it's from at Vias Ayuri. And uh, they said, Bad Bunny's manager because he's a genius. And yeah, this is another great uh, example of somebody I definitely love to pick the bra their brain. I, I agree with you 100%. And not a lot of people know behind the scenes. It's begun to be, be talked about a bit, but Bad Bunny not only is having like a crazy moment in his career, but behind the scenes financially, the way that him and his team have set up his, his finances, he has so much more ownership over his music, therefore gets a bigger cut of the, the money than probably any other artist in the world right now. And it's just because of a genius way to, to secure leverage and, and build up his name to a point that, that labels had to give him whatever he wanted. So yeah, definitely Bad Buddy's manager. I, I would put that on my list as well. And let's see, I'll, I'll read one more here. Uh, at Ahmad199789 says, Tenoch Huerta, a Mexican actor now doing English movies like Black Panther 2. And uh, I, I love that. I mean, I think anybody who has had a successful career uh, in, in the Latin space and then now is finding ways to cross over into uh, English movies. I mean, obviously, they're finding a way to navigate the industry and make a name for themselves and get those opportunities. So, yeah, I, I think that's beautiful. Uh, I, I'll quickly say for me, 
I think I, I probably have to go. Bad Bunny already exists. I'd have to go with Nipsey Hussle. I think he's somebody who, man, gone far too too soon, but somebody who I've always enjoyed hearing the way that his mind thinks. And and I've uh, I've read a book, you know, about his life and and his story and, and all that kind of stuff. And I just found it so inspiring and so fascinating. And I took a lot away from it. So I think. You know, doing an entire class on him would definitely be something, uh, you know, I would, would love to be be a part of for sure. And thank you all so much for participating in our Ask a Gringo segment for this week. Again, at DJ Drombos on Instagram, if you want to be a part of these conversations. Now, with that said, man, let's quickly tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. All right, so Luis and I, uh, we, we dove into a lot of this stuff pretty deeply, so I'm not going to overdo it here with the, the kind of, uh, you know, simplifying and uh, all that we've talked about. But, you know, the idea of Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, versus Latino, Latinx, these, these different terms that are, that are happening, you know, I think we have to understand that it's, it's not about, you know, uh, people being overly woke or, or this, that. It's about inclusion, right, and, and making a space that, everybody feels like they can call their own you know and it doesn't uh mean that it's dumb just because it goes uh you know or it is different i should say than than what we we learned growing up right ideas evolve we all evolve hopefully as human beings and and that's the goal of of all of this right so i think we have to just keep an open mind as things begin to change and evolve and uh, understand that generally speaking it's it's for the better now we talked about gun control and this this latest shooting that we saw here in in Texas, and uh, I, I loved his perspective. You know, Luis as a as a gun owner himself, somebody who even you know advocated on behalf of gun owner rights, um, to to come to the table and say, listen, you know, as much as I believe in the right to bear arms, we have to revisit this and 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 do something to fix what is an obvious glaring problem. And I just wish that more people, you know had a similar mindset to him to, to understand that this is bigger than your own personal right of wanting to own a firearm. You know, this is something that is, is really becoming man an, an epidemic in this country, uh, gun violence, and we have to do something to, to stop it essentially. Right now, uh, when it comes to Trump and man, this latest book, Greenland and Puerto Rico, it, to me, you know, Trump is going to Trump. I, I think the, the idea of Puerto Rico being traded to Greenland, you know, uh, even if it wasn't necessarily really going to happen, I think the fact that the Puerto Rican people, like Luis said, are just a commodity that can be thrown on the, on the table for a potential trade just speaks to how fucked up the current situation is and the status of Puerto Rico and, and why this really needs to be addressed and, and why Congress needs to start taking this seriously and understand that you know people want to have their voice heard on this and we need to, to make a decision and stop leaving Puerto Rico in this, this limbo state that is just incredibly inhumane by 2022 standards. Now, back to Bad Bunny, man, you just you gotta love to see the recognition someone like him is getting. It is beautiful and it is so well deserved. Somebody who is incredible at his craft and then decides to use his platform for good. I will always celebrate that. And shout out to this professor at the university uh, over there at San Diego State University for understanding the cultural impact someone like Bad Bunny is having. And creating a class like that where students can really learn uh, about him and our culture and, and all the work that he's doing. So, man, big shout out to, to that professor. And thank you all so much for tuning into our Thursday Trends episode. I appreciate you. First one of season two. 
You know, we do this every single Thursday, Thursday Trends episode. Make sure you go follow Luis on TikTok. He's doing a lot of amazing stuff. And man, I'll catch you on Tuesday for a brand new episode. Until then, stay safe, have an amazing weekend, and I'll talk to you all soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca, o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important Important information. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.